Shalom to all. Today's office getting I and Aleph, and we are starting on the top line with the two dots. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Mars Miriam Sarabas, Rabiakov Maisha, Hernish Shama should have an Aliyah. And Lili Nishmas, Mars Freda Chayabela, Basri Yitzchak Tzvi, Hernish Shama should have an Aliyah. Now let's remember that throughout Mishnah and Gemara, a Cheresh, a deaf mute, is viewed as someone without das, similar to Shaitan a Katan. And now the Gemara says, Am Rav Kana, Marav, Rav Kana says B'Shem Rav, Cheresh Yachol Adavim Mitachak Sav, a Cheresh is able to speak through writing, which means he's able to write his thoughts on a piece of paper. We can write again and give it to his wife if he instructs us on a piece of paper. Now, this refers specifically to a fellow who had gotten married as a Bikeach. He was 100% normal and sound, and this makes his marriage da'iraisa, and later on he became a Cheresh. Now, a Cheresh can't divorce his wife because he's not considered to be a Bardas, as we just said. However, the Chiddush over here is, since we see that this fellow has the presence of mind and mental capacity to write clear instructions on a piece of paper, it must be that he's normal and we can write again for his wife. But now the Gemara says, What's the Chiddush over here? Tonino, we learned that in our Mishnah. Nishtatik, if a person suddenly became a mute, from and they asked him, Should we write a get for your wife? And he nodded with his head. We check him three times. If he nods no to a question that no is the proper answer, and if he nods yes to a question that yes is the proper answer, they can write and give a get to his wife because clearly he's 100% sound. So what's the Chiddush in this halacha from Rav Kahan B'Shem Rav? So told him, You're talking about an Elam, someone who's only a mute, Shani Elam, someone who's mute is different. The time you have a If a person can speak but he just can't hear, that's a cheresh. Shemayavin medaber, someone who could hear but can't speak. Zau ilaim, that's a person who's mute. Vezevazen, both of these people, harayin kepikchen l'chol devreim, they're considered a regular pikach for everything, and that means that even though this fellow can't talk, he's a mute. He's able to write his instructions on a piece of paper and will divorce his wife if he writes so. And the cheresh of Rav Kahan b'shem Rav is talking about a full-fledged cheresh, someone who both can't hear and can't speak. And as we said, usually that person is viewed as 100% mentally incompetent. And the cheresh over here is that if he could write his instructions on a piece of paper, then we will divorce his wife. Now we just have a clarification. How do we know that a person who could speak but can't hear is called a cheresh? And a person who could hear but can't speak is called an elam. Because the Pasuk says, I'm like a cheresh, I can't hear. And like an elam who can't open his mouth. So the Pasuk clearly gives these descriptions of these people. Now, alternatively, we could say, it's like what people say, a person who's an elam is called an ishtaka milule, which literally means his words were taken from him. And elam is a shortened version of that. Elam ishtaka Milule. So we see that there's a difference between a person who's simply a mute, but he could hear, as opposed to a full-fledged cheresh who's both deaf and mute. Now, Amr Abzeir, Abzeir says, Ikashali, if I have a question on this memra from Rav Kahana B'Shem Rav, Hakashali, this is the question. The time you have a bride, so the Pasuk tells him, Lo yagid, if he doesn't tell over his edos, the Pasuk continues, Vinasa avaynai, he's going to bear his sin. Now, this Pasuk is discussing one who took a shvua that he doesn't have any edos to say, and it turns out that he does, and he withheld it. He would have to bring a carbon shvua. Now, the bride tells us, ilim This excludes a person who's mute who's not able to say over his Eidos. And even if he has Eidos, and he was kaivish it, he didn't say it over, he's not going to have to bring in carbons for swearing falsely. But here's the question, Amai, why would that be? He could relate his Eidos through writing, and so he should be chayiv. So Amr Le'abai, Abai says, Eidos ka'amrit, you're talking about Eidos and Bezdin? Shani Eidos, Eidos is different. The Torah says, We have to hear it directly from them, from their mouths, and not through their writing. So that's why a question cannot be asked from Eidos. But now the Gemara asks, This is a question on Abaye, the same way that we're going to check this fellow who can't speak in regards to Gitin, meaning whether or not he's sound, he has to nod yes to yes and no to no. So, we're also going to check him for the following for business dealings and gifts, and for 
Edus and Yerusha. Now, Ketani Mias, Edus. At any rate, this Brisa tells us that we're going to check him for Edus. So clearly we see that even though he can't speak, we're going to check him in regards to Edus. Seemingly, he will be able to write his Edus down in a piece of paper. So he answers, Edus Isha. We're talking about giving Edus to allow a woman to remarry. The Rabbanon were makel in that specific type of Edus. But in regular Edus, we're not going to allow him to write it on a piece of paper. Ask the Gemara, what do you mean? Bahakatani Yerushais. The Brisa also says Yerushais. And it's mashma that he's writing his Edus on a piece of paper to tell us that someone rightfully deserves a Yerusha. So I'm Rabbavo, he answers, no, Yerusha is B'nai HaBachar. We're talking about the Yerusha of this fellow's son, who's a Bachar, he's a firstborn, and this person wants to reapportion the Yerusha. He doesn't want his son to receive double. And so in regards to that, we'll allow him to write it down on a piece of paper. And it's not talking about a case of Edus of Yerusha. The Gemara continues asking, The Brisa also talks about business dealings and gifts. My love, Alma, aren't we talking about just in a general case where he's giving Edus about a business dealing or about a gift? And clearly we see he can write it down on a piece of paper. Sigmar says, We're talking about himself. His own business dealings or his own gift that he wants to give will consider that valid if we see that he's 100% mentally sound and then he'll be able to write it on a piece of paper. So we don't have a question on Abai from this Brisa. But now the Gemara continues going back to ask a question on this original halacha from Rav Khan B'Shem Rav. May say we have a Brisa that says as follows. Cheresh, when we're dealing with a deaf mute, we don't follow his hints or his jumping, meaning his different gestures or after something that he writes down. Unless we're talking about metaltolin, meaning when we're talking about movable objects that let's say he wants to give or sell, then we will follow what he does if he writes it down in a piece of paper. But not in regards to getin. So Zbrasa clearly tells us that when it comes to a get, a cherish is unable to divorce his wife, even if he's able to write it on a piece of paper. Clearly not like Rav Khan B'Shem Rav. So Gemara says you're right, Tanahi, it's Machlekes Tanahim. This Brisa is not like Rav Khan B'Shem Rav. However, we have a Brisa that is. The Tanya the Brisa says, Rav Shem Gamliel tells us, When was it said that we're not going to follow a cherish writing something down? That's only if he's originally a cherish, meaning he was born a cherish, or at least before he got married, he was a cherish. If he was a Bikeach and then he became a cherish, he could write the get and they can sign it, and we will give that get to his wife. And this Brisa supports Rav Khan B'Shem Rav. Even if he was a cherish originally, he's not able to divorce his wife with a get. What do you mean? We know. The same way that he can marry his wife by hinting and by making gestures, he could also divorce her like that. So Mar says, You're right. If we're talking about this Cherish's wife, you're 100% right, he could divorce her with Remiza, even if he was originally a Cherish. What are we talking about over here in the Brisa? We're talking about his Yavama, meaning his Cherish's brother was married, he died without children, and now this Cherish married his Yavama, his sister in law, and now he wants to divorce her, he's unable to divorce her. Ask the Gemara Yavimtoyman, how is she his Yavama? That she fell to him from his brother who's also Cherish. The same way his brother married her Baramiza, so this new husband of hers, the other brother, who's also Cherish, is able to divorce her Baramiza as well. Sigmar says, you're right, we're talking about that she felt him from his brother who's a Bikeach. His brother was 100% mentally sound, and therefore when he married this wife of his, it was 100% marriage, and then when the brother died without children, and she falls to her brother-in-law, who's a Cherish, she's married to him, because that's through Yibam, but he could only divorce her, and that's the case that the Brass is talking about, that he wouldn't be able to give her a get, even through writing or Remiza, because that's not a Dairaisa get. By same alternatively, we could say, We could say this Yavama fell to him from his brother who's also a Cherish, but he's still not able to divorce her. And why is that? We make Xero that he's not able to divorce her when she falls to him from his brother who's a Cherish, because maybe we're going to end up allowing him to divorce her in her case where she falls to him from his brother who's a Bikeach, and that's an area where the get would not work. Ask the Gemara, if 
we're going to make such a gzera, ishtainami, we should make a gzera with his wife as well. In other words, he shouldn't be able to divorce his wife when he's a cheresh, because maybe he's going to end up divorcing his yavama. So Gemara says, no, yavemtai bivimtai mechalfa. We might get mixed up between one yavama and another yavama, meaning yavama that fell from a brother who's a bikeach, and yavama who fell from a brother who's a cheresh. But ishtai bivimtai le mechalfa, we're not going to get confused between his wife and his yavama. But now the Gemara asks on this gzera, umigazrin cheresh ato bikeach, or we really geyser cheresh ato bikeach, meaning that when she falls to him from his brother who's a cheresh, he's not allowed to divorce her, because maybe he's going to divorce her when she falls to him from his brother who's a bikeach. Ein alpha and bezant hava, tenan wave mishnah teaches, shnei achin cheroshin, two brothers that are deaf mute, nisun shteachais pikchais, they're married to two sisters that are pikchais, oishteachais cheroshais, or these two sisters are deaf mutes also, oishteachais achas bikachas vachas cheroshas, or they're married to two sisters, one of them's normal, one of them's not, vechein shteachais cheroshais, or two sisters are cheroshais, nisun isl shnei achin pikchin, they're married to two brothers that are normal, oishnei achin cheroshin, or the two brothers are cheroshin, oishnei achin echor bikach vachar cheroshin, or to two brothers, one of them is regular, one of them is not. So Harayel Petiras Ben Chalitzu Ben Ayibam, they're both part from Chalitzu and Yibam because they're sisters, and sisters don't fall to Chalitzu and Yibam. However, Mahayu Nachrias literally this means if they're foreign, which means that these two women are not sisters. So then Yechnesu, if one of them falls to Yibam, the brother is allowed to marry her. Vimratzu Loitzion Yitziu. If they want to divorce them, they could divorce them. And we see that we're not guys are cheresh ato bikeach. So Gemara says you're right. El Mechmarta Kedushinin Meikara. It's clear like we had answered originally that when the Brisa says that a cheresh is not able to divorce his wife, it's referring to his Yibam. That felt him, but not from a brother who is a cheresh. Now on this dinner, Rav Shimon Gamliel, Amar Biyachin, Rav Yechon says, Chalukin olav chaver val Rav Shimon Gamliel. Rav Shimon Gamliel's friends argue with him, which means the Tanakama, the Chachamim, argue with Rav Shimon Gamliel, and they hold that when a person is a cheresh, he's not able to divorce his wife, even through mizayis or through writing something down. Now Amar Abaye Abaye says, Afanan Amitanina. We also learned in the Brisa. Here's the Raya. We have a woman who got married, Nishtas, and then she became a shaita. Lo yaitzi, he's not allowed to divorce her. Nischarish who a Nishtata? Let's say he became a cheresh or he became a shaita. Lo yaitzi lamis, he's never allowed to divorce her. Now my lamis, what does this mean? Lamis, he's never allowed to send her out. Isn't that referring to a case that even though he's able to write this down, please divorce my wife, still we're not going to allow him to divorce her? So clearly that's right for the Chaverim of Rav Shem Gamliel, in other words, the Tanakama or the Chachamim, that if he got married as a regular person and then he became a Cherish, he's never able to divorce her even through writing something down. But now, Amr Papa, Papa says that's not a Raya. If Rabbi Yechanan had not told us that Rav Shem Gamliel's friends argue with him, so Havamin, I actually would have thought Rav Shem Gamliel the Frushay time of Tanakama Hodasa. Rav Shem Gamliel is simply coming to explain the reason of Tanakama, and he's not arguing with him. And Umay Lamis, what would Lamis mean in this Braisa that he's never able to divorce her? It would mean even though we see that he's very sharp and that he's a very smart fellow, still, if he's unable to write down clear instructions, then we want to divorce his wife. But we could technically still explain this Braisa as telling us that if he is able to write down instructions, then we will divorce his wife. Or Yinami, alternatively, we can understand when the Braisa says, Lamis, what does it mean? Could be divorced. Just like a fully sane woman is able to be divorced against her will, so too a shaita, even though she doesn't have full mental capacity, she could still be divorced. Because anyway, it's not up to the woman. So why did Chazal say that a woman who became a shaita can't be divorced? That's just so the people shouldn't treat her as hefker, she doesn't have anyone to protect her. So therefore, her husband has to stay with her to protect her and make sure that other people don't treat her as hefker. And that's what the press is telling us he's never able to divorce her. But again, it could be possible that in a case when he became a cherish, if he could write down his instructions clearly on a piece of paper, that he would be able to divorce her. Now we've gone to brand new Mishnah, which we had spoken about at length on Daf Samach Vav. And a lot of this Gemara is basically a repeat of that Gemara. Amr Loy, let's say people ask the husband, Should we write a get for your wife? And he told them, Write a get for her. And then Imr Loy, they told the cipher to write it, and he wrote it. And they told Adim, and the Adim signed it. Even though they wrote it, and they signed it, and they gave it to the husband, and the husband gave it to her, this get is bottle. 
Cypher, Kisayev, Ula Adem, Chosaymu. Until the husband himself tells the Cypher, you write it, Mr. Cypher, and he tells the Adem, you Adem, have to sign it. Now the Gemara makes an inference from the Mishnah, time of the Lamer Tanu. The reason why these Adem are not allowed to tell other Adem to sign it and the Cypher to write it is because the husband didn't say Tanu. Ha'amar Tanu, but if he said give it, nice then. It's Mashma that they are able to give it. Now, money, who's the Mishnah like? Rav Meir. It seems to be like Rav Meir. The Amr Mili Memzon Shliach. He holds that words could be given over to Shliach. Meaning, if the husband told these Adim to Nu, they're able to take those words that he told them and transfer that Shlichus to other people, namely other Adim and the Cipher. However, now the Gemara asks, Ema Seifa. Let's analyze the Seifa of the Mishnah. The Seifa says, it's not a valid get. Ad Shemel Seifa, Ksaivul Adim Chsaimu, until the husband himself tells the Cipher that he should write it and the Adim should sign it. Now, it's only Rabbi Yaisi. Now, it seems to be like Shitas Rabbi Yaisi, the Amr who holds Mili Lemimson Shliach. The words cannot be given over to Shliach, and the husband has to instruct these Adim directly and the Seifer directly, and it's not allowed to go through another Shliach. Now, the reason why that's a problem is because Reisha of Meir of the Seifer of Yaisi, does that mean the Reisha of Meir and the Seifer of Yaisi? We usually like it when a mission is consistent. So, my answer is in yes, it happens to be over here, Reisha of Meir of the Seifer of Yaisi, the Reisha of Meir and the Seifer of Yaisi. However, Abayam or Abayah says, Kula of Meir, he really the whole mission could be Rab Meir. Over here, we're talking about a case where he didn't say Tanu, and that's why these Adim aren't allowed to point to other people. But if he told them Tanu, so then we view it as if he's appointing them as a Bezdin, and then they're able to appoint other people to carry out the writing and the signing with the get. Ask the Gemari Hach if that's really so. Ad or Tanumi So the mission should have concluded that the get's not valid until he tells them Tanu. It shouldn't have said Ad because according to Rav Meir, it has nothing to do with him telling the Seifer or him telling the Adim. He just simply has to use the word Tanu. So why didn't the mission say that? The Gemara says, You're right. The mission is talking about where he didn't tell three people to do it. If he would have told three people to do it, as we just said, that's like appointing them as a Bezdin. But since he didn't tell three people, he only told two people. So then they don't have the ability to appoint others to do it. Ask the Gemari Hachi if that's what the Mishnah is talking about. So then, the Mishnah should have concluded by saying it's not valid until he tells three people. But that's not how the Mishnah concluded. So we say, you're right. El Kula Really, our Mishnah is not Rameir, it's Rabbi Yaisi. What are we talking about? Where the husband didn't tell these Adim, Imru, tell other Adim and tell the Cypher to do it. Ask the Gemari Hachi if that's so. So So the Mishnah should have concluded that the get's not valid until he tells them, Imru, tell other people to do it. But that's not how the Mishnah Concluded. But furthermore, we have another problem. Me might Does Rabbi really agree that if the husband tells them Imru, tell other people to do it, that those Adim or those Shluchim are allowed to point other people to do it? But Tanan, we have a Mishnah that says, Ksav Cipher of Aid Kasher. If we have the writing of the Cipher and an Aid, it's Kasher. But Rabbi Yirmiya says, What's that referring to? Chasam Cipher Shaninu. That the Cipher of the Get also signed on the Get with another Aid. And Rabbi Chizr, Chizr says, Masnis and Mani, who's that Mishnah like? I'm based on Alpha on top Rabbi To Amr Mili Lomim that holds the word. Are not allowed to be transfered over to another shliach. Now, if you want to say that Riesi agrees, then when a husband tells Adim, Imru, you tell other people to do it, that they're allowed to do so, then we can have a terrible situation come out from this case. Sometimes it's going to be that the husband's going to tell two people, Imru le cipher v'yichtav, tell the cipher to write the get, tell Reuven and Shimon to sign the get, and these Adim are going to feel bad for the cipher. They feel that the cipher is going to get embarrassed if he's not asked to sign on the get, and they're going to allow the cipher to sign instead of one of them. And the husband never said that, and the get would be puzzle. Clearly, Rabbi Yossi is not worried about this. It must be that And even though the husband told these Adim, you tell Reuven and Shimon to sign and tell the cipher to write the get. That shlicha simply is not valid. So once again, clearly Rabbi Yossi holds that even if the husband said Imru tell other people to do it, it wouldn't be valid. The Gemara says, "You're right." We have to go back to original answer that the ratio of remission is Rameir and the cipher is Rabbi Yossi. However, Rabashi Amar Rabashi says, "Clearly, Rabbi Yossi, really the whole mission could be Rabbi Yossi." The whole mission is just set up as a loymi baya, meaning loymi baya hechadulay amar tenu. We don't even need to say that if the husband didn't say tenu, that they would not be able to appoint other people. Even if he told.
told them to know, lie, still they're not able to appoint other people. And and for sure I don't have to tell you that if he didn't tell this to three people, they wouldn't be able to appoint others. Even if he told this to three people, lie, they're still not able to appoint other people. And and I even have to tell you that if he didn't say the word imru, go tell others to do it, that they wouldn't be able to do so. Even if he told him imru, tell others to do it, Still, it wouldn't be valid. So the whole Mishnah could be Rabbi Yaisi. And thank you, Ravashi, we have a Bryce, just like Ravashi, Kasav Seifer Lashma, if the Seifer wrote it Lashma for the woman, Vachasmu Edim Lashma, and the Edim signed it Lashma, Afalbeja Kasvu, Vachasmu, Vinasnuhulai, even though they wrote it and they signed it and they gave it to the husband, Vinasnula, and he gave it to her, Hareha get bottle, it's bottle. Ad Shishma U Kailai, until they hear his voice, Shiyamal Seifer, that he tells the Seifer, Ksaiv, you should write it, Ula Edim, and he tells the Edim, Chasaimu, you should sign it, and only then it's valid. So you see clearly from this Brysa that the husband has to instruct the cipher and the Adem to write it and to sign it, and he cannot instruct other Adem to tell the cipher and the Adem to sign it. Now the Gemara just picks up on a word that the Brisa used, Yishma'u, that they have to hear from him. Clearly this Brisa is excluding the Ma'ad Amar, the Ma'ad Rabbi Yaisi Ba'imer Imru. Rabbi Yaisi agrees that if the husband says, Imru, you tell other people to do it, then it's valid. Clearly, this Brisa is not like that, because it says Yishma'u, the Adem themselves and the cipher himself has to hear it from the husband. And we focus on another word from the Brisa, Kailai, it says they have to hear his voice, this is excluding the member of Rukhan Amarav that we started out today with, that if this person became a cherish in the middle of his marriage, he's simply able to write his instructions down on a piece of paper and will follow those. Since his bride says, Kailai, we have to hear his voice, obviously this is not like Rukhan Amarav. Rav. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow with a brand new Mishnah. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.